This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 66. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, VegZeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen podcast, we're going to be talking all about bees. And what you're going to find out about today is why honey isn't considered vegan. And learn about the five main bee products, honey, bee pollen, propolis, royal jelly, and beeswax. And we're also going to discuss the purported benefits of each of these plus some of the risks as we always do we like to give you a balanced picture of both sides so you can make a decision for yourself we're going to also share a few places where you can find cruelty-free bee products so you might recall in our last two episodes we talked about cruelty-free cosmetics and uh, household products so we're going to talk a little bit today about where you can find cruelty-free bee products but first i know we have a rating We do. And thank you to our awesome, awesome listeners for leaving us so many new ratings recently. So we will be reading out these ratings for a long time now because we've got tons. But that doesn't mean that if you haven't left one, we wouldn't really appreciate it. So that said, because that helps people find us in iTunes and it bumps us up in the ratings. So we greatly appreciate all of the ratings, they all count, and we all, we're going to try to get to them all. I can't believe we're like saying this now. Remember when we first started, we, like, we weren't even sure if anybody was listening. I know. <laughs> so, Crickets. So now we have, we're, we're in, this is a great place to be. Yes. Yes. Love it. Okay. So with that, our rating this week comes from Busy Beck, and that's kind of appropriate because it sounds like bzzz. Um, now, if you remember a couple weeks ago, now I happen to know that her name is Rebecca, and this is from Twitter, I know this, but she left us, we mentioned her uh, as a Twitter shout out a few weeks ago. So what she says in her iTunes review is fireside chat with the girls. And so she says, this is how I feel when I listen to Vegetarian Zen. The ladies do an amazing job explaining their early struggles and sharing the best tips out there. This podcast is one of the best out there. So thank awesome. you so much, Rebecca. We really appreciate that. And I'm glad that you're you're finding value in this. And I appreciate you sharing. I know on Twitter, you'll share your garden pictures that you're working on. And I just love seeing those. So uh, keep sending them. And thanks for the comment about the fireside chat, because that's really what Larissa and I try to create is a very open conversation about you know, the topics that interest you all as vegetarians, vegans, or veg curious. Yes. Yeah, no, that's great. I I love that fireside chat um, description. Okay, so I'm going to do this Facebook shout out because this is to a new friend of mine. Her name is Trina... How do you pronounce her last name? Do you know? I'm Backlig? I'm hoping we say that right, Trina. Sorry, Trina. But Trina is someone that Larissa and I met at Podcast Movement with her girlfriend, Addie, and we had a great time with them one night, hanging out, talking about business, talking about fitness, talking about a bunch of different stuff. We had dinner with them. And Trina commented on a video that I created about my Vega Vega sport. I don't know what how you pronounce that. We'll it's say, probably Vega because of vegan, I'm guessing. Well, it's Vega because I'm, Span- I'm Mexican. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hispanic, so, you know. Well, anyways... 
the Vega Sport pre-workout energizer drink, and she said, "Thank you, uh, thanks for posting this. I was looking for a good pre-workout, I guess, drink. I'm going to test it, especially with competition coming up." And now Trina, she's hardcore. She's one of those CrossFitters. In fact, we were at a session where they asked if anybody did CrossFit, and I think she was like the, one of the only people that raised her. Yeah, raised it was their a hand. packed room, and I think she was the only one. Yeah, so she's really fit and everything, and she's going to be coming out with her own podcast later this year. So um, thanks again for the shout out, Trina. We yes. really appreciate it. And go Trina, go on your podcast. Yep. All right, and then our Twitter shout out today is from Vega Team, and that's at Vega Team, and this is uh, in talking about the same video, and they said, at Vegetarian Zen, thanks. What a great vid. Good luck at the gym. That's really awesome. And I'm going to do one later today. By the time this comes out, you guys will have seen it already, but I'm going to do one. I did one on the pre-workout energizer, and the one I'm going to be doing now is on the recovery shake. So I ordered both of those off of a recommendation through a book that I read and also the No Meat Athlete. I think that's where I first saw it. But uh, the pre-recovery, I mean, the pre-workout is amazing. I did five miles today, which is, and I'm, of course, I'm not giving that all to them, but (laughs) there was some of me there too. But (laughs) I'll tell you what, that was, that takes me a long way. My workouts, I really feel like they are really fueled a lot by that. And then the recovery, I came back in, made sure to make myself a, uh, uh, or you made me a shake. <laughs> I'm not going to take the credit. Larissa has a nice recovery shake ready for me when I come in. And, and I use that to kind of replenish some of what I've lost when I was running. So right. we're going to be doing a, another video on that. So great product. And we have it available in our Amazon store, our affiliate store on our website. Um, you can go and find that there. Yeah. And you should know they're not sponsors of the show or anything. So they didn't pay us anything to say that. We're just, it's, I just think it's a great product and we like to bring great products to you guys. Absolutely. All right. So, All right, so let's talk YouTube. Yes, we have one announcement, and that is our YouTube channel is has officially launched. We launched it. Now, when you're hearing this, it'll be several weekends ago. But uh, for us, as we're recording, we launched a week ago. And this was in response. Now, this is a goal that we've had for 2014, but we hadn't been doing videos. And I think it was we were just kind of... Uh, I think it was uh, analysis paralysis a little bit on my part because I wanted to get the equipment and I wanted to do this and I thought I had to have all of this different stuff. And then uh, Chris Ducker from chrisducker.com came out with his VidTember, and I got it right this time, VidTember video challenge where he is doing uh, a video a day for 30 days and he challenged his community, his virtual freedom community to do this challenge with him. So I know quite a number of us are doing it. So I raised my hand and said, oh, I'll do it. And um, then I, I found out that, yeah, okay, I have to actually do 30 videos in 30 days. So I've been working really hard while Vicky's been at work and she's done some videos. She's recorded some with me. And so far, it's just been amazing. I mean, I, I now I'm hooked on video. I got hooked on podcasting, and now I'm hooked on videos. And you know, they're not they're not professionally produced right now. And you know, it's just us doing it and me editing them. But I'm having a great time, and we're getting really good feedback. So if you want to check out our YouTube channel, just go to youtube.com forward slash user forward slash vegetarian zen all together vegetarian zen or you can just go to, to youtube and search for vegetarian zen 
on YouTube. And I think we're putting some of these up on our site as well, aren't we? Yes, the I videos? will be. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, we're doing a, a website redesign, but then I'll be putting these videos out on the website, and they're also going out on social media, so you can find them on Facebook, on Twitter. And then also, if you would, just send us your suggestions for what you might want to see us make uh, video-wise. Okay, I think we're, get- we're getting ready here to jump into the main topic. All right, let's jump. Both feet. Okay. Okay, so what we're going to be talking about today, as Vicki mentioned, is bee products. And this is a topic that was suggested to us uh, in an email from a listener, which, and I think it's a great topic. One of the things we wanted to mention right up front, though, is the vegan the, the quote, unquote, vegan issue regarding bee products. Yeah, so the simplest reason why honey isn't vegan is by definition of the term vegan, which was coined by a man, uh, his name is Donald Watson in 1944, and he defined veganism as the following. He said, veganism is a way of living which excludes all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to, to the animal kingdom and includes a reverence for life. It applies to the practice of living on the products of the plant kingdom to the exclusion of the flesh, fish, fowl, eggs, honey, animal milk, and derivatives, and encourages the use of alternatives for all commodities derived wholly or in part from animals. So that's the simplest reason why a lot of uh, hardcore vegans do not consider, or, you know, true vegans don't consider um, honey as part of their diet. Right. Or even use bee products. Um, because that's, they're taking from right. they're taking from resources that are used made by bees and used by them. Yeah, uh, I, I now, said honey because honey is like obviously the most right. one of the most common. Yeah, right. And that the quote that Vicky just read is taken from uh, directly from the vegetus.org website. V e g e t u s. So if you'd like more information, you can go out there, and I'll link to that in the show notes. All right. So let's talk about what honey is. Well, how how bees make it and what it's made of. Okay, so bees are just the coolest things ever. Okay, so I'm going to just confess here, I'm a little afraid of them. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I've seen improvements in your, your fear of bees yeah. recently. Well, I was scarred when I was a kid <laughs> because I I watched the movie The Swarm. And so I was really you scarred were like, by what, that. Eight I was or like, six? I had to be seven years old or something. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, yeah, I could see how that would scar you a little bit. All right. So, yeah, like I said, bees are just totally cool. And the way that they make honey... Cool, except except when they're scary. <laughs> no, but I, I tell you what, they're more afraid no, of you than you are of you them. You tell me that all the time, but they don't act like it. Because <laughs> they don't even know who you are. They're just so... No, bees rock. I know we need yeah. bees, so I'm, I'm just... Okay. All right, so let's love on the bees. Okay, so um, bees make honey by collecting the nectar from flowering plants. And what they use this for is as food... When their when their other food is scarce, so when there's plenty of food for them in the summer, and you know as far as nectar and other things, then they don't really need to use this honey. But what they use it for is they take it back, they take it back to their hive, uh, and the honey is actually created by combining that nectar with enzymes in their their digestive kind of system where they store that the the nectar. And they put it into the hive, and that's what they use for food when it's winter time or there's not other food sources available. Okay, so let's talk about what honey consists of. Honey consists of 20% water, glucose, fructose, vitamins A, B complex, C, E, K, beta carotene, and other antioxidants. And some of the purported benefits are it's 
proven antibacterial properties. It's also supposed to help with reducing inflammation and cough. So when people get sore throats or they're getting a, a cough coming on, a lot of times people will use honey to help soothe inflamed membranes and, and calm your cough. Right. And, and I've done that. And you've done that both. Uh, yes. Both of us, you know, when we've been sick is to have tea with honey and lemon, which, you know, both help to soothe your soothe your throat. Or sometimes even when we're recording more than one podcast at a time, I like to get that. And, you know, I like to to drink some of that to help mm -hmm. calm my throat. Or sometimes when we're recording one, like right now, we have um, yerba mate uh, green tea blend with honey yep. and lemon. So uh, and now when you're looking at the way honey looks, the darker the honey, the better it is for having antibacterial properties and containing the antioxidants. So, and you, you know, there are different grades, just like there are different grades of maple syrup, the colors. Uh, the darker honey is the one that has more stuff packed into it. Okay, so why don't we talk about some of the risks? Okay, well, the most important thing, first of all, is to uh, not give raw honey to infants under the age of one. And now raw honey is is honey that hasn't been cooked or, you know, put into something and, and cooked or baked. If it's in a product that's that's been heated, it's generally okay. But you just don't want to feed infants, small infants, just honey by itself. And the reason for this is that... Um, Honey poses, honey can carry botulism, which is, you know, food poisoning. And it's not a risk for adults and older children because our, in, our immune systems and our gastrointestinal systems are fully developed. But in young infants, ages, you know, 12 months and, and younger, those are not developed yet completely. And so that leaves them more open to uh, these bacteria that, that get in there. So don't give it to, to young infants. Okay, and here's another misconception that we, we learned, and that is that honey is not a better alternative than sugar for people with diabetes. Sugar is sugar, and as I mentioned in the ingredients, it's got glucose and fructose, so it's, it's the same. Right. You know, sugar is sugar. Right, exactly. All right, so let's move on to the second bee product, which is bee pollen. And bee pollen is, now this is another cool thing that bees do. They're just so fascinating. Is uh, when bees visit flowering plants, they pick up uh, the pollen that's, that's on the plants, the, the flowers. And they store it on their bodies. And this is so cool because they have this whole system of collecting these tiny, tiny grains of pollen uh, and storing them in sacks on the sides of their bodies. And then they it, they could just pack it and pack it and pack it in there, and it makes bigger granules. And then when they take it back to the hive, they kind of offload that into the hive and store it there, and it's used to feed young bees. So not the larvae. We'll talk about larvae in a bit when we talk about royal jelly. But the bees that have already kind of hatched and are, but are not fully developed. So what is in bee pollen? Okay, so bee pollen consists of 40% proteins, almost all of the nutrients required by humans, vitamins including bee complex and folic acid, carotenoids, and flavonoids. Right, so I mean you can see how as we as humans would think, oh, this is a really great, great uh, nutritional source, you know, for us as well as young bees uh, because of the amount of proteins and it contains, those proteins contain almost all of the amino acids that are that are necessary for for us. So that's, you know, it sounds really good, right? 
So, exactly. So some of the benefits, the purported benefits. Now, we say purported on this because none of these have been scientifically or medically proven uh, completely. So some of the benefits that people who advocate taking bee pollen are uh, say are enhanced athletic performance, reduced chemotherapy and radiation side effects. Uh, they, it also says that they also say that it increases the effectiveness of chemotherapy by stimulating immune function. And just and, remember, purported beliefs. Yes, yes, not, not proven, fact. not proven. And then also improve uh, allergies and asthma. Larissa and I have talked about this before, and somebody even told us one time when we had talked about it that that wasn't really true, that it was more of a myth. And About I, the allergies. Know, about the allergies, because I used to suffer really bad allergies, and I had not incorporated honey into my diet and I started incorporating honey not on a daily basis just more like weekly like as I mentioned uh, as an alternative to sugar in tea and I can tell you it, you know you can't say that that was definitively the reason why my allergies changed but I have suffered 80% less mm-hmm. from my allergies and so I'm I'm keeping it up and nothing has it's really not come back I mean every now and then when it's really bad cuz here in South Texas we have really bad out um, pollen, pollen, tree, oh, and what else? Everything. Weeds, everything. We have a, a <laughs> lot of people, right? A lot of people suffer from allergies. But I'll just say, speaking for myself, that that's changed. Mm-hmm. It could be something else. It could be my, the change in my diet. It could have been that I'm exercising more. Who knows? But mm-hmm. I'm not going to take the risk because, I mean, it had me out days of work. Oh, yeah, yeah. Her allergies used to be horrible. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like you said, it may or may not, but... It's not harming you by doing it. So uh, now some of the risks involved with honey. Yeah. Now with that said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With uh, it actually the risks actu- actually are related to allergies themselves. People who are allergic to pollen, have severe aller- allergies to pollen, may actually have problems with taking bee pollen and even any bee products. Uh if you have severe pollen allergies, taking these products can actually make allergic reactions worse. So if you're allergic to a certain pollen and you consume bee pollen or honey that is made from those flowering plants that you're allergic to, you can have allergic reactions such as hives, swelling, breathing problems, even anaphylactic shock, which is really, really bad. You don't want that. Um, no, you, know, that's, you don't. No. <laughs> that's a risk of death there. So, you know, just keep that in mind. I'm, it's not, we're not trying to say one way or the other, you know, you have to do this or you shouldn't do it. But just keep it in mind. And then also, bee pollen is not advised for pregnant or breastfeeding women. Also, for people taking blood thinning medicines, especially warfarin. Warfarin and that that class seem to be really affected by bee pollen and, and other bee products. So if you're taking those, then you know always check with your doctor. And the, this is something that we didn't mention at the forefront of this episode. We usually do when we talk about health issues. But before you make any changes like adding bee pollen or adding honey or you know anything like that, talk to your doctor because you may have conditions that would interact with it that you're not aware of, but they're aware of interaction. So let them in on it. Don't just kind of go do stuff. So let's talk about the next one. Yes. Okay. So pro- now I'm assuming this is pronounced propolis. propolis. I, it looks like it to me. So uh, now this is the glue. This is really cool. It's the glue that bees kind of make to 
hold their hives together. So like all the little honeycomb pieces are held together by this propolis. And it's made from the resins of conifer and poplar trees. And they collect this resin. They mix it with beeswax and other secretions. That's such an ugly word, isn't it? Secretions. <laughs> so they mix it with... I think it's just because you know what it entails. Yeah. You know? yeah. But uh, So they mix this resin with beeswax, other secretions that they, that they produce, and then use it in their hives. So this propolis that the bees produce has actually has proven antibiotic and antiseptic properties. And that's something that's been tested scientifically over years and years and years. So that's actually a, a fact. Uh, now, it, they may, it may also contain antiviral and anti-inflammatory properties like the other bee products that we've already discussed. So some of the historical uses for propolis, propolis, whatever, <laughs> uh, have been wound care, acne treatment, cancer treatment, itch relief, tuberculosis treatment, osteoporosis, and more. <laughs> right. <laughs> and more. Uh, that sounds enticing, doesn't it? It does. Makes you want to go open well, a history book. Yeah, it's, it's, been, uh, it's just been used for a lot of different treatments throughout history. Right. Now, and this, yeah, this is not just the last 20 or 30 years. This is centuries right. that this has been uh, known about and used. And then some of the uses today, uh, propolis is used as an ingredient in things like chewing gum, cosmetics, different ointments, and lozenges. And then uh, limited studies, now not not detailed, not definitely proven uh, studies, but limited studies have shown that it may be effective in treating things like minor wounds, burns, infections, inflammatory diseases, dental pain, and even genital herpes. And some of the risks include that it may cause, just like the other um, products, it may cause allergic reactions in people who are allergic to bee stings or bee products like mm -hmm. honey and pollen. But it, generally, it's safe in moderation. So right. it's not, uh, again, before you do anything, talk to your doctor. Right, exactly. All right, so let's talk about royal jelly. Okay, so this is really interesting. Um, that's a theme in this episode. Is this really is interesting. A really, this was really cool when you told told me about how this works. I had I had some idea about it, but it it was really interesting. Right. So yeah, Jake thinks it's interesting. Jake too. does too. Uh, so he royal wants up on your lap. Yeah, I know he wants up on my lap. Uh, so royal jelly is a creamy or milky substance that's made by the worker bees that are in charge of caring for the larvae in the hive, and it's actually fed to. All of the larvae, so when, when bees, when the queens lay their eggs, they're in the little individual cells in the hive. And so for the first three days after those eggs are laid, all of the larvae are fed this royal jelly. After that, uh, they're, the ones that are destined to become worker bees are not given royal jelly anymore. They're fed different um, with the bee pollen. Okay. So the, the ones, classes of bees, huh? Yes, the classes of bees. <laughs> the blue-collar bees are <laughs> yes. made right here. Right. And then uh, those that are destined to become queens are actually fed larger quantities of royal jelly for the first four days. But then they continue to receive only royal jelly as food during their entire development. And uh, it's really interesting. The queens, just real quick, this is so cool. The queens are designated uh, ahead of time, before the eggs are even deposited in the cells the queen cells are actually uh deeper and a little bit bigger to allow for those queens because they, they make these big. queens fat ladies yeah. i mean these are fat women 
Um, and um, so that's how the queens are, are differentiated. So they know if it's a certain type of cell that, and it's going to be a queen, then they'll feed it, you know, more. They know it's the gated community of beehive. <laughs> it's the gated community. I like that. All right. So All now, right. So what's, what's in this stuff? Yeah. Okay. So these are, this is, the royal jelly is 60 to 70% water, 12 to 16% proteins, 11 to 15% simple sugars, fatty acids, trace minerals, enzymes, vitamins B, B6, I'm sorry, B5, B6, and C. Right. And royal jelly also has been purported to have antibiotic and antibacterial properties. Used, it's also used in some skincare and beauty products and in alternative medicines, really um, like in, with anti-aging mm-hmm. properties or uh, treatments, I guess. Right, yeah. In alternative medicine, they think that it helps yeah. you know, with anti-aging Okay, so some of the risks are, as we mentioned, it can internally apply to the skin, especially if you already have allergies, or it can interfere with blood thinning meds like warfarin, as Larissa mentioned earlier. Right, right. All right, beeswax. Okay, I love beeswax. It's so cool. Uh, all right, so beeswax is an ingredient in many salves that are produced commercially. Um, and then I've actually also used it when I've made some before. I need to do that again for the winter. I made some, I guess, last winter or two winters ago, but I need to do that again. But uh, the reason that it's so good for that is that it protects the skin, but still lets it breathe. And why this is the case, why it has these properties is because in the hive, you know, it's what makes up the the walls and the cells of the hive. And it has to be, has to be able to let air in or these little bees are going to expire <laughs> but uh but it has to be protective Who forgot of them. to put the beeswax on <laughs> <laughs> but it still has to protect them and that's why it, it works so well for our skin as well um but there are other amazing uses for beeswax and there are a lot of them we'll just mention a few of them here okay some of the uses of beeswax are to prevent rusting of metal like tools wax thread when sewing so it makes the uh, the thread easier to move uh, move easier. Coat nails and screws to prevent wood splitting. That's cool. We'll have to try that. Yeah. Waterproof shoes, and for candles. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of other uses. There's a there's a website yeah. called One Good Thing by Jilly where I got a lot of these, and I'll post that link because there's so many more uh, uses for beeswax that I wouldn't even have thought of. Okay, so let's talk about way uh, a couple of places to buy bee products, and we we're talking about the cruelty free. Right, mm-hmm. right, absolutely. Um, so now we talked about in our last episode, Burt's Bees, which is a company uh, that makes co- um, well cosmetic. It, they don't make like makeup, like makeup, lotions but, and- yeah, some lotions and salves and um, lip balm and things like that. So Burt's Bees is a good one, and they are they, Leaping Bunny certified. They are now they're the they're one that their parent company is not uh their chlor i think it's clorox i'm not positive on that but i think it might be clorox um so their parent company is not but burt's bees products are um and then another one that's really cool that sleeping bunny certified is called bee naturals and they are health and beauty products and they also have baby products so they have makeup um they have uh, lotions, hair care, things like that. But they also have baby products. So definitely check them out, especially if, if you have kids. And they're uh, available online. They have a website, but you can also buy them at certain retailers. And then this one 
I'm going to order. I saw this a while back and I just hadn't ordered any yet. It's called Bees Wrap. And what this is, is reusable cloth food wraps that are coated with beeswax. So it's an alternative to plastic to plastic bags and uh, plastic wrap, like saran wrap, because you can reuse them. It, they're cloth, but they're beeswax coated, so you can put them in, you can you can wash them and reuse them. And they have different uh, bag type, like wraps and covers to go over like dishes. So I'm definitely going to check those out and maybe uh, I'll order some and we'll do a product review. Okay, that sounds good. Cool. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Hopefully you've been a little bit more educated now about some of the benefits of the bee products out there, some of the risks of the the products, and then also where you can find some cruelty-free bee product. Mm -hmm. All right. So what about our recipe this week? Okay. So the recipe this week is delicious ways to use honey. Right. So it's not going to be just one recipe. I'll, I'll be compiling a list, you know, creating a list of some really, really awesome things to do with honey. Because I, I, you know, I thought about, well, I'll find a honey, something that uses honey and, or, you know, like some muffins where you use honey or something. And then I thought, no, that's just too limiting because there's so many things to do with it. So I thought I would just compile a resource. That's awesome. For this week. All right. So now it's time for you to share our quote of the week. Yes. And the quote of the week comes from Ray Bradbury, who's one of my favorite authors. He wrote my, one of my favorite all-time books is Fahrenheit 451. But this quote comes from Dandelion Wine, which is another one of his books. And the quote is, bees do have a smell, you know, and if they don't, they should, for their feet are dusted with spices from a million flowers. That's awesome. Isn't that awesome? I love that. Yes. That would be an awesome smell too, wouldn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If you found value in this episode, as we mentioned at the beginning, we would greatly appreciate you heading out to iTunes and leaving us a rating. A five-star rating would be the most awesome. We read all of our five-star ratings. Uh, or if you have feedback, please make sure you're, you send us an email or just um, vickyvegetarianzen.com, uh, larissavegetarianzen.com, or the contact page or voicemail on our website. We love hearing from you guys. So make sure you're staying in contact and uh, you know give us, give us some ideas for what you'd like to hear for future podcasts. We take those very seriously. We log them all. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're, you're uh, sending those over our way. All right. That's it for this week. Okay. Talk to you next time. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. <laughs>